Hey what's up nutties, English Dave here to introduce another Nutty Bunch spoiler free review. The Bunch and I decided to check out the recently released Netflix animated series The Dragon Prince and share some of our thoughts. First off, let's get to the synopsis. Two human princes forge an unlikely bond with the elfin assassin sent to kill them, embarking on an epic quest to bring peace to their warring lands. This is brought to us by some of the team that worked on as creatives on Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender series and one of the guys that worked on the PlayStation game series Uncharted. So here's some of our reviews, let us know what you guys think, do you agree, do you disagree, let us know, info at thenerdybunch.com and as always guys, keep it nerdy. Hey everybody, it is The Yank with my review for The Dragon Prince. Uh, the Dragon Prince is the work of the co-creator Aaron Ehaz. Uh, it's E-H-A-S-Z, so conventionally it'd be a long E, Ehaz, but it could be Ahaz or Ehaz, anyhow. Um, who was the one of the head writers of the beloved and critically acclaimed Avatar The Last Airbender. And I think it should be noted and stated that Aaron Ehaz was not the creator of The Last Airbender. Uh, he was the head writer, clocking in some 60-plus episodes for the acclaimed series. And to that, neither was Justin Richmond, who actually has no affiliation with the Avatar series. And I only say that because I've been reading plenty of reviews that claim the series is from the creator of The Last Airbender, and that is just simply not true. And uh, to that, if it's being held up to the Avatar in comparison, I think that might work to its disadvantage. Uh, just from prior, you know, pre-expectations, if you will. So, all that said, let's get into it. There are plenty of reviews around the web for Netflix's newly minted series, and all are very positive, and to be perfectly honest, this nerdy's opinion really won't differ much. The Dragon Prince is a well-paced fantasy narrative that anyone with a well-oiled imagination and fancy for the mystical will enjoy. So let's go into some things that I really liked and then I'll finish it off with some things that I didn't like as much. Uh, I like the world in which this is set in. Uh, Zadia has, has a really firm understanding of the elemental worlds in which he develops and really knows how to play them off with the contrasting uh, world with nuance that really keeps us engaged. So that was really nice. Uh, and as to be expected, the creatures and the races in Zadia are always a pleasure to see and get to know. The lore in this world seems to be more tethered to the elemental beliefs, which are more hearkened to the native tribes of the Americas, rather than the more shogun feudal type societies that we see in the Avatar. Differ slightly, and I think that there's just enough here that, that can uh, really set aside or set itself against the Avatar here. So that's what I liked. Uh, here's some things I, I didn't like. First, I felt that the writing at times was uh, probably more promoting cute over grit. Uh, the tone of the narrative, although still very young, uh, I think is doing a decent job of mixing the cute with the grit. But at times, I felt wanting for the for the grittier aspects, more of the adult cartoon um, grit that we found maybe even towards the back end of the avatars, but there's examples out there that I think people can understand. Uh, the style of narrative instead got a little bit more kitty, a little bit more Nickelodeon writing style, and I felt that at points I worked, but overall 
kind of wanted it to be a little bit more oriented towards the, you know, even late teen, if you will. The second point is I, I didn't really like the voices of the elves. Um, it's a stark contrast to, say, Tolkien's elves, whom, you know, their voices floated more like a, like velvet when they spoke. Uh, here we have a kind of more blue collar Scottish influence voice, uh, which, you know, to the credit is unique. It just, it took some getting used to, and I don't even think I'm quite used to it yet. And then finally, as much as I enjoyed the art of the world, because it's, it's, it's spectacularly drawn, I felt sometimes the characters themselves uh, didn't quite blend with it all, kind of were a bit too pronounced, and that just from time to time kind of annoyed me. Um, but overall, you know, nothing to really stop watching the show about, just little things that I think I'll probably get over in time. So overall, this is without doubt, and without hesitation, a watch for fantasy nerdies and those who liked the Avatar. I would just caution anyone from thinking that it's going to be Avatar 2.0. In the end, the Dragon Prince should be very happy with their debut season. I'd recommend that they don't spend a lot of time getting to the second, third, or subsequent seasons uh, on Netflix, as I believe the narrative has a lot of people, myself included, eager to see how it grows. So go ahead and watch it. Hey guys, Shinomek here, the producer to talk about the Dragon Prince. First of all, I really enjoyed the nine episodes, but I really wished there was more to it. I felt like it was just a teaser to set up the world and build some of the rules in it. Um, let's start with the opening couple minutes, which I thought was great, but it still could have been so much more. The Lord of the Rings inspired opening with its simplified Middle Earth 2.0 map gave us a glimpse of the possible scale of the series in future seasons, and I really hope it does reach those heights. I'm hoping to see powerful elves, most evil dark mages, monsters, and hopefully more dragons show up in a couple seasons. The character dynamics are very similar to Avatar Last Airbender. Of Ezron, the kid who's usually the voice of reason and the youngest, Callum, the male protagonist with corny jokes and somewhat weak but with a big heart, and the powerful female protagonist, Rayla, who's willing to fight to death for what she believes in. Strong points of the show are the world. It is full of wonder and interesting concepts with addition of interesting monsters and dark magic. We don't learn a lot about the elves in this one, but we're shown a couple of them and I just can't wait to see more of their magical moon powers. The characters are all very interesting. I'm not a big fan of the main villain and that's solely to how he was presented to be this manipulative evil character and I wasn't quite sure what his purpose was and there's not much backstory to him except him being very good friends with the king. But I hope they build more of him in the future. I did enjoy every other character though, especially Claudia, the daughter of Viren and General Amaya, who is a mute female general. I mean, you don't get to see that often. I thought the show was very childish, but that's what it aims to be, and I can't really be mad at that. There's a part of me that just wishes it had more of an adult take on it. Uh, most of the humor are aimed at children, while the events that occurred don't really pack an emotional punch, but instead we just accept them to be the way they are. There's not much that I felt for any deaths or any major change in the character's story, but I basically blame that on the show being very new and 
those events basically creating what the character will be in the future seasons. Um, the animation is a huge discussion point because I love it, but I also hate it at the same time. It looks drop-dead gorgeous at times, with the background looking like this painted canvas. It just creates this amazing feel for the world. But the animation is cel-shaded 3D, which blends well at times, but also looks very cheap and complete out of place at other times. The advantage of 3D is that the shots and camera movement can be much more complex and bring an actual other dimension to directing it. But I did also notice that the 3D animation skips frames at times, um, especially in action scenes. This took me a couple of episodes to actually get used to, but again, I don't think that's something that a lot of people will notice. Overall, I enjoyed the show for what it was. I mean, it's only 24, 25 minutes per episode and only 9 episodes out, so I definitely recommend it. And the three characters, their story are very interesting, but I can't judge it yet because we're not given a lot. But I'm really hopeful of the seasons to come, and I hope this first season, if that's actual first season or half the first season, is an appetizer for what is to come. Hey guys, English Dave here just to give you some of my thoughts on this series. Um, I was actually very much highly anticipating this series, hearing that it was from some of the guys that worked on Avatar The Last Airbender, not the show's creators as some people might have thought, but these are some one of the guys worked actually worked as a head writer and director on Avatar The Last Airbender, so I think that's still enough clout to um, pique my interest. I'm a huge fan of animated shows, I watch a lot of them, and every time one comes up at the very least, I'm curious enough to see where it goes. Netflix has had a good run of animated series recently. This seemed like something that would definitely appeal to me. So when I checked it out, um, I was actually, I enjoyed it for the most part. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I like the story. Within the first, I would say, 190 seconds, I was completely hooked. It opens up with um, a, a montage and a narration of the history of the world. And I think they did a good job with just throwing you right into the world and the kind of characters. Um, of course, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil this, but if you're fans of Avatar and the Korra series, you'll feel right at home straight away. It has that feel straight, I think, from the opening scene, you instantly think, if you, even, if, even if you didn't know, you would think, did the Avatar guys work on this? Um, so you wouldn't be faulted for thinking that. And I think they did a good job of just drawing me in straight away. I really like the characters, the main characters, the two brothers and uh, one of the elves. I think they did a good job with showing us who these characters are right away, giving us their motivations, and kind of separating them from each other, because no two characters feel alike. Even characters that you might see as villains, I think they add a lot more depth and nuance to them. And again, coming from people who worked on series like Avatar, I think they, they're well-versed in creating characters who aren't just one-dimensional. In terms of the animation, I think this is where it splits some of his fans. I understood the fact that the animation would be different, and because I watch a lot of animation, sometimes you come across someone who's trying to do a different style or try for different reasons, either aesthetic reasons or budget reasons or just because they like it. I got used to it pretty quickly. Um, it is jarring the first time you see it, but I think I'd gone past that from the trailers already. I saw the trailers multiple times. So by the time I'm watching the show, I really got into the animation and I think for me the story and the characters kept me engaged enough that I didn't focus on the animation. That being said, there are moments where you do notice the choppiness of the animation, I think, in some of the dialogue scenes when they try to create a sense of depth and space 
of characters in a room. I think sometimes the animation lets it down. Some others have seen glitches in other moments, but I think to me personally, it didn't stand out to me. It depends on your eyes. It's very subjective. Though I think in the action sequences, because they have this kind of mixed 2D, 3D style of animation, it helps create a sense of depth and spatial awareness during the fight scenes and the action sequences. So I think that's really well done. Also, one of the characters I really liked, I won't go into detail who it is, but it's a character who uses sign language. And I think it's one of the best characters I've seen in animation, or at least one of the most interesting characters I've seen in animation, how the character is depicted. And I think they spend a good deal of time really animating how the character does the sign language um, movements with, with the character's hands. Um, I thought that was really well done to the point where um, I wonder people who know sign language, I'd love to know what the character says at certain moments because we don't always get a translation, which I think is both brilliant and frustrating. I love the world building. Again, if you're used to Avatar The Last Airbender, you'll recognize that these are writers and creators who are setting up a lot of building blocks for the future. And that could be a good or bad thing, but I think I'm hooked enough as it is that I want to see where it goes. One of my frustrations, I think it might be with some people, is that the season with nine episodes at 24 minutes each, it can feel like it finishes too soon, just as you're getting into it. This first season does feel like a prologue to the greater story. But I think for me, that's a good thing because season two I am going to be watching again so it leaves me wanting more some might see that as bad I see that as good um, I do wish there was more right now because I think they do a great job of establishing certain things about the world that you just just enough you can have a tease of what might come and you know that what everything we've seen now is just the tip of the iceberg so if you're a fan of animation I would highly highly recommend it do check it out if you're a fan of Last Airbender series, it's a must watch. And like I said, it took me the first 90 seconds that I knew I was hooked, so maybe you might be hooked too. Thanks guys for listening. My name's English Dave, and as always, keep it nerdy. Thanks guys for listening. If you enjoyed our reviews, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share to all our podcasts, subscribe to all our social media, share it with your friends. If you didn't like it as well, let us know. Info at the nerdybunch.com. And as always, guys, keep it nerdy.